Good day. My name is Tom, and I got some stories from uh, just my life and things that interest me. I'm going to start off with a, a story about hunting back in, oh, 2010. No, sorry, it was 2007. November 23rd, 2007. In my hometown, there was a, a bit of a snowstorm that morning. And, uh, actually, I'm going to go back. Start off at uh, the day before I was out hunting and was by myself on my way back into town. I stopped at a buddy's place. Uh, his name's Casey and uh, popped in there and was talking to him. And he's not much of a hunter, he did lots of bird hunting. And that's about it, just small game. So we we're talking, just telling him about how I was out hunting and about a close encounter, a close. An almost success that I had there but that's a story for another day and uh, so we're talking away and he said well I got a couple of good spots around my area I'd like to show you and I said well all right then I'll pick you up in the morning so I carried off home went to bed got up in the morning went out went to go and pick up Casey if he wasn't sleeping when I got there so he had to wait for him to wake up and and make some coffee and whatnot and we're about to head out it's about oh 10 minutes until daylight 10 minutes until legal shooting time we take off and go into this go enter into a old old sand pit owned by the railway company and uh it's snowing like a son of a bitch couldn't see you know 20 feet in front of you, it was just practically a whiteout, but uh, you know young and dumb, just had to uh, had to keep going, so the way we went, we went through, the, anyways we went into this this sand pit, and had to climb this real steep bank to get up into this clearing at the top, we got up there of course couldn't see nothing so started walking around the edges and watching around the edge of the field, it was a bunch of spruce trees surrounding this clearing not really a field there's brush in it but it used to be a farmer's field back way back when and uh and so we're checking it out walking around I, i'm in front because i got the rifle and he's just a, like a half a step behind me and we're trudging along and it wasn't an hour and we're both soaking wet and from the snow, good wet snow, and, and go around, and I, something caught my my uh, attention in the little bit of movement in the brush. I start looking, and I'm looking, and looking, and, and I see this whitetail stand up, and it was bedded down in there, and it had you know eight points, maybe nine. And some people would call it nine. I'd call it an eight anyway. And uh, yeah, looking at it, and I'm trying to decide if, because it's staring at me, trying to decide if it's a shooter or not. If I wanted to shoot it, because uh, at the at the time, this is when they just we had an overabundance of deer, so there's uh, they're handing out extra deer tags. Normally, you would get one deer tag. As well, I was growing up, you get one deer tag and one moose tag, and that was your big game hunting for the area. And 
and because the deer population exploded, they uh, they handed out extra deer tags. You were able to buy up to six extra antlerless tags. So I had already filled my meat tags. I, I didn't need to shoot a deer. I was just out hunting for the enjoyment of it. I already had my freezer full of meat. I had my moose. I had deer in the freezer. I had two does in the freezer. So I was, uh, I'm looking at it and it, it was a shooter for sure, but not enough of a shooter that I was, that I, that I wanted to take it. I, I thought to myself that if I already got my meat and I'm going to take a buck, it's got to be a nice big buck, like a real nice big buck. And so, and, and I had never shot a real big buck before, you know, like eight pointers and ten pointers that were small, but they were never, never real true Boone and Crockett animal. So I let it go, and he's a little bit upset with me because I let it go. He's like, what were you doing? That deer was huge. I'm like, well, it wasn't really huge. It was a nice deer. But and he's like, well, what the hell are we all here for if you're not going to shoot? So I explained to him why I didn't shoot, and he's like, well that's kind of silly but okay i understand so away we go and then we carry on we spent another hour and a half two hours in that place and that was another another 45 minutes to walk out we were going quiet we were just walking and talking soaking wet just drenched so i got we got back to the half ton and i like i said i'm wet and cold and fire up the truck and wiped down my rifle and I uh, give it a little little coat of oil there. Was you hunting with a 300 Win Mag Remington 700? And uh, yeah, I know it was overkill. I was young. What do you want from me? So, anyways, I uh, get in the truck and we start going and we head into another spot and away we go. And again, it was three hours of walking, still snowing fairly hard. You could see a little better, but just cold, wet. We're both kind of getting cranky. It was freaking, you know, it was just looking like an end, like like um, like I used up all my luck by letting that deer go, essentially, because we weren't we didn't even see a fresh track. We didn't see nothing after that that buck that I let go. No, oh, and then we so we walk back to the pick up truck there and start heading out and uh, I'm like well you know with this weather and everything and I'm soaked to the bone even my underwear is wet might as well shut her down and he says no I got one more cut there it's a little bit grown up but I want to I want to show it to you and I'm like well alright so away we go and the cut is like remarkably close to his house like five six miles maybe five and a half miles maybe and uh so we get there and if the like the week before they took the culvert out so you couldn't drive in and uh well you know like i said i was young and dumb i i tried to drive in and almost got stuck i got myself out and my casey says to me he says he says you know well, I just forget it. We'll just go back, you know, go back home there. We'll try again another day. And I'm like, you know what, man? Something's telling me we need to get into this cut here that getting stuck is like, uh, 
it, to me it's a sign that they're trying something the, the deer are trying to keep us out we need i need to go in there i can't explain it i just have to go in he's like well all right let's go so we start walking in again and it's still snowing pretty good but you can see like you know about that 300 yards i could see I could see the silhouette of animals you could say well i know this because that's when i would come up around a corner and i'm looking off at the off at the far corner of the the cutover when there's a big deer and a small deer so I'm, I'm looking at them and i'm trying to decipher what they are whether it's a doe and a fawn or if it's a buck and a doe or what the deal is and with the snow and everything it's pretty tough to see i couldn't see through my rifle scope so uh i have a pair of binoculars Casey got them around his neck and under his jacket. And I said, let me see those binoculars. And they were real good binoculars, 15 power. Like, not real good, but they were good quality, decent quality binocular. So I look up and I look through there and I could just make out a rack on the big one. And I could tell that it was a decent sized rack, but I couldn't tell that there was no way I could make an estimation on what, this, what it would score or anything like that. And so I sat, we sat there, and he's like, oh, "Are you going to shoot it?" And I'm, "Well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't make up my mind." And he said, "Well, think about it. You said you had a feeling of coming in here, and now there's a deer there, and you know it's a buck. You just being picky. You don't know if you want to shoot it." And I'm like, "Well, all right. You know what? You're right. I should shoot this deer." So I get myself lined up, and I'm just off my shoulder, and it's. Yeah, but it turned it was 297 yards arranged it after the fact because the rangefinder was in the truck but uh so uh, I tr- uh, lining up i'm gonna shoot off my shoulder and uh so i line up and i squeeze the trigger nice and gently the big puff of snow in front of the deer and they don't move and he says to me casey says to me he says you fell short man you like it landed 15 feet the side of the deer there so i readjusted and i figured well it must be farther than i thought so i placed my crosshairs right level with the top of the deer's back took a nice deep breath i breathed in all through my nose and a nice gentle squeeze deer jumps straight up in the air takes off and then the deer the doe falls so I look at my buddy and I says, well, that looked like a good solid hit. He's like, oh, 100%, that was a good solid hit. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm like, right on. So we gave the deer a whole half hour or so, 20 minutes, and start walking in. And then remember, it's still snowing, so there's, uh, like, you can't really, don't want to wait too long because you'll lose the blood trail. So we start walking in there to where the deer was, and I, you know, I start walking up the hill to where it was standing and I found the spot where they were standing and I found a bunch of fur but that was it there was no no blood no nothing and I'm like wow what the heck so we start following the tracks Casey's in behind me he's close in tow and uh, we're walking along and then I (laughs) I still I just get right excited just thinking about it come around this big spruce tree and there sticking out of two and a half feet of snow I could see half a rack 
and it was the biggest deer rack I had ever seen. Just half of it, never mind the other half. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I turned to my buddy, uh, turned to Casey. I said to Casey, you have no idea what we just accomplished here. And he said, what do you mean? I says, you have no idea. I took the rifle off my shoulder. I uh, unloaded it, put it down on the ground. And I took about four or five deep breaths. And then I grabbed that deer head and I pulled it up. And my gosh, I'll tell you, it was just a great feeling absolutely great feeling it was a huge it had a 23 and three quarter inch spread on the inside uh it was uh ten, well i call it a 10 pointer others have called it a 13 pointer because you can hang rings off of these little nubs that were on it but to me it's just a it's a perfectly symmetrical 10 pointer it scored 179 boone and crockett and uh that still to this day is the biggest deer i've ever got um it's absolutely fantastic. The meat was unbelievable. It, I could not believe it. It turned out I shot it right in the heart. It was a perfect heart shot. So it was great on that, on that sense. And uh, then we dragged it out. And when I got back to the shop, I, I uh, weighed it. And this is November 23rd. And that deer still weighed 250 pounds. So I do believe that it was a 300 pound deer before the rut. Easy 300 pound deer, I'm sure of it. Well, maybe not, man, but at least 275. It was a big bodied deer. And uh, that's it. Still to this day, that's the biggest deer I ever shot. Casey and I reminisce about that, that hunting trip lots. And we've had lots, lots of fun hunting trips since then that, uh, that, you will all hear about. Y'all have a good day now you're here.